Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Rutgers fans, a quick note at the top of this. This was a live recording we did uh, around noon to 1.30 today. This is before the news of Rutgers officially accepting the Gator Bowl invite took place. So this is a lot of speculating, but Rutgers will be playing in the Gator Bowl versus Wake Forest on New Year's Eve. That's December 31st. Next Friday at 11 a.m. in sunny Jacksonville, Florida. Hope you all can make it. Enjoy the show. our first ever night report live podcast uh joining us as usual we have richie snyderate publisher of thenightreport.com and chris nolaski uh beat reporter for thenightreport.com guys probably one of the craziest out of left field news stories to ever happen to Rutgers happened yesterday uh texas and i'm dropping out of gator first at around 130 and by 145 we already have national reporters talking how Rutgers is the first option for this man I didn't expect to go bowling this year definitely not in Florida this is pretty awesome I mean I'm a little shocked um I keep looking up all kinds of crazy stats and stuff and it's just it's insane I like I told you guys before we started this I did not expect anything like this and then all of a sudden a couple buddies of mine texted me and they're like oh Rutgers dodging an ACC team I'm like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> I'm looking and I'm like oh my god they might play Wake Forest in the, the Gator Bowl what the hell and sounded like they denied it, and now they approved it. I don't know who to believe anymore. I'm going to say McMurphy's a liar, and we're going to go from there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly a pretty wild turnaround. I mean, a month ago, you were playing to go to Detroit, and now all of a sudden, a month later, five and seven, you're playing, playing on New Year's Eve uh, against a really, really good Wake Forest team down in Florida, down in Jacksonville. Um, it's pretty, pretty strange, I guess, you know, that's – Still living in COVID times, I guess, you know, that obviously played a big factor or the main factor, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. You know, we all thought the record season was done a month ago um, after all the scenarios and everything that didn't, you know, go Rutgers' way back then. But, yeah, it's pretty wild. And uh, I guess the game starts in, what, eight days or so? So. <laughs> yeah, I like all the, the conspiracy of the, the long con by, by Shiano because he had said some things like, you know, we're going to keep prepared, you know, we yep. got finals in two weeks, but these guys still can work out there to like make Maryland go to a shitty bowl out in like Detroit on Christmas and then we get to go to Florida on the game that will lead into the CFP on ESPN, which is pretty yeah. awesome. Uh, I, I want to talk timeline of all this happening. Like we already kind of discussed, you know, Texas A&M dropped that around 1.30 yesterday. Brent McMurphy saying we had declined the Gator Bowl invite at like 145, which is a pretty quick turnaround for that. But then Pete Thamel, who's a little bit more credible, is saying that it's now looking like Rutgers will accept it around 5, 445 yesterday. And then Cratch and Sarge came out with that article at like 830 last night saying that it was all but uh, all but finalized that Rutgers would be in the Gator Bowl. Is that a right? Is that about what, where we're at right now? Like Rutgers is all but signed the dotted line to be in the Gator Bowl? I, I mean, I guess. I, I don't know if I believe McMurphy anymore. I mean, he just kind of tweeted. It sounds like the NCAA Oversight Committee is going to go with that 5-7 and seven team with the APR rankings, and Rutgers is the top 5-7 and seven team right now in that 
in terms of those uh, rankings, but I, I, I don't really know. Like, I, I have no idea. Until anything's announced <laughs> officially, I don't think you could believe anybody, especially the guy who just basically lied yesterday. So, I mean. Yeah, he's doubling down a little bit this morning, saying how it's, yeah. you know, still there's still hurdles to be climbed, which I think from, you know, what we kind of talked about, that's, that is true. It's not like everything is not lined up perfectly yet. Mm-hmm. What, what do you looking... think graduate from? Because we got to figure this out. It's got to be like a rival Rutgers school. <laughs> I'll look it up now. It's got to be like a Syracuse or like a maybe a Pitt, something like that. <laughs> the Jacksonville uh, Jaguars owner is a, is the Illinois grad. I know Illinois was being yeah. talked about playing the game. Instead. I saw he was pushing for it quite a bit. Um, yeah, it it yeah. makes a lot of sense on his from his point of view. It's like it's my stadium, it's my team. Yeah, yeah. put my I mean own, it's, my it's, alma mater. Right. I mean it's it's pretty wild. I mean there is supposedly a meeting today, but like you said, by the NSA oversight committee. Um, but yeah, Rutgers is the top five and seven based on the APR scores. Um, they, they weren't released to the public, but to my knowledge, that Rutgers is a number one in that regard, which is obviously great overall and, and great uh, if you're a five and seven team. So, but yeah, nothing's, I guess, officially official right now, but it seems like it's so. When Wake Forest plays this game, I just realized and I was I just looked real quick, they'll have more wins in a single season than Jacksonville has in the past three. <laughs> wow, that's Rough. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wake Forest has really turned it around in the past couple of years. Yeah, I can't believe Wake Forest has eleven wins. That's the thing that shows. Uh, I think they're ten, ten. and three. Ten, yeah. Yeah, the ten the fact three. that Wake Forest is in double digits in the first place shocked yeah. the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pitt yeah, they, and Wake Forest this year were just insane in the ACC. Yeah, and Wake started eight and zero, oh, so they've kind of had a little bit of a. They, I mean, their toughest part of the schedule was in the second half of the season, but they went two mm-hmm. and three over the last five. Uh, I did want to talk about them before we take any questions. Like they are a very, very good team, especially on offense. Mm-hmm. Like somebody had mentioned in the Twitter space last night. Uh, I don't know if anybody joined the Scarlet Spotlight Twitter space, but that was awesome. Thanks for putting that on, guys. And maybe we should do that ourselves sometime soon. But they had mentioned a game against Army. It was like a seventy to fifty-six final score. How the so hell did you give up fifty-six to Army? Sorry. Yeah. So Wake Forest <laughs> scored seventy points. You want to guess their time of possession in that game? I don't. Do I want to know? Like seventeen minutes. minutes. Yeah. Seventeen minutes. They scored seventy points in seventeen minutes. Army held the ball for forty-two and a half minutes in that game. So this is a. This might be the second best offense we faced all year outside of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Like they have a fantastic quarterback in Sam Hartman, who's the number twelve rated quarterback on PFF. They have oh, two very good. Yeah, they have two very good receivers in At Perry and. Uh, Jaquiri Roberson, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. They're both top 60 receivers on PFF. They were both first team all ACC on different sites. One, I think PFF had one as first team and the ACC coaches had one as first team. But first or second team, all ACC. We've got a stud left tackle. They've got a really good safety. They've got a really good interior lineman. This is a team that has a lot of talent. They're experienced. And we don't honestly know who's going to be there for Rutgers right now. We don't know if all the guys who played the season are going to be allowed or are actually going to want to play. Uh, We kind of talked about this offline. Are you guys hearing anybody on the team that won't play right now? Hypothetically. I mean, not technically. No, no one said no, I guess, but we haven't, we've only seen positive tweets from the players. Um, I know some guys are still probably dinged up. Krupshank obviously is still out. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Manongai was a little dinged up at the end of the season, and that's obviously um, in question. I don't think he'll play. So it's it, there's so many question marks about this team right now heading into this game. Um, 
all the NFL draft guys that declared have to get a waiver. Uh, Keontae Hamilton, maybe your starting slash backup uh, defensive tackle, is currently with the wrestling team. Um, it seems like a lot of the guys went home, so mm-hmm. it's very. I don't know this for a fact, but if you look, like most of the guys like that are in Florida already, or from Florida are already in Florida, is the starting quarterback in New Jersey or in Nebraska? <laughs> it's good it's question. yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, uh, I meant to talk about this before, and I'm glad you mentioned that. But there was a lot of positive tweets regarding, you know, my bags are packed, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. Um, but it's it's very interesting. You don't know who's gonna play. I mean, like we said. As we're recording this, it's the last day of finals. You got Christmas coming up. Uh, guys are going home or already home. Um, it'd be, you know, it's going to be hard to get. I guess, like you said, the full the full team, the full band. I guess back you know back together and have like a couple practices, maybe in Florida. I mean, I'm sure you want to travel down there first. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you know the testing you had to do. So there's a lot of question marks and logistics. You got to you know ho- hoops to jump through. Um, it's very, it's very intriguing. Uh, this whole, this whole ordeal. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure who's gonna play. And then, uh, Mike, like, like you said, uh, uh, Wake Forest is very good. Going back to them, uh, you know, QB one, you know, Sam, Sam Hartman from uh, the Nef- from from the Netflix show. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, going back to watching that show. I was very surprised that he chose Wake Forest. You know, Wake Forest, you know, wasn't good at at that point. So you see this kid, you know, on this TV show, uh, very good quarterback, and then. Uh, but I mean, he rebuilt his high school that he transferred to, and now he's rebuilding a Wake Forest into you know top twenty-five team. You know, they're fifth in scoring, forty-one points a game, at eleventh in total offense. So it's a very dangerous team, and you know who and you know, and you don't know who's going to be available for Rutgers offense, defense, special teams. I mean, who knows? Adam Korsak, you know, might be in you know Australia right now. I, so. I thought about that too. I'm like, you <laughs> might not have been, your best weapon. Well. <laughs> yeah, that would be brutal. I'd imagine that they would really fight like hell to get him back in time for that because i don't know what international restrictions are in terms of traveling right now due to and COVID. Australia, australia not to get into this but australia is like probably like the biggest lockdown country in the world mm-hmm. i think right so mm-hmm. that's going to be extremely hard to get him back if i if he left mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. yeah i see a lot of people talking about how bad the wake forest defense is and they did allow a lot of points and a lot of yardage this season uh they were 98th in total defense in terms of yardage they were 94th in scoring defense like this is a team that can be, can have the ball moved on them, but I mean, we got, we were running this really bad game. offense this year. And like, what do you guys expect us? Do you think we're going to go out there and be able to score, you know, 35, like we're going to need to score at least 30 points to beat these guys. Like yeah. wh- at what point did we score 30 outside of the, the Delaware game this year? That, that's, or we scored, we scored 60 against Temple, but we got what, count. two special teams touchdowns yeah. in that. That doesn't count. That was Rod Carey. I, I, that shouldn't count at all. But. Yeah, it's so many turnovers and good field position in that game. Yeah. The more and more I think about it, and I hate people, people are going to hate me for this comparison, but Rutgers is similar to Boston College, but Boston College has a better quarterback. Um, but And Boston College yeah. lost to them 41 nothing or 41-10, like a month ago maybe. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I, it, I could see the score being similar to that. Like Rutgers hasn't been there. They, their defense isn't – they don't even have a coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I guess Bob Frazier could technically run the show, and I'd expect him to run the show over Shiano because Shiano's been more hands-off since his return, and Bob's done it before. Bob's ran actually ran one of the best defenses in Rutgers history in 2011. So, I mean, honestly, it could be a little audition for him. Good point. Yeah, so I'm going to run through Rutgers scoring in Power 5 games this year on offense. 17 points, 13, 13, 13, 7, 20, 3, 38 against Indiana, 0, 16. Oh, 
So they've got and, one and, game and in the, the one... Power Five where they scored more than twenty points. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the one and uh, I I go back to the Maryland game. You know, we thought you know Maryland, you know, came into that game. Their not defense was terrible. De- not having a good defense, right? And Rutgers, they couldn't do anything. And obviously, I think it was like what forty to sixteen in the last game. So. Um, it could honestly be something like this, maybe worse. You know, Rutgers doesn't have the team possibly that, you know, they had. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't I don't see Rutgers being able to do much. I mean, it, it'll be good to get them to a bowl game, you know, but I don't see them really being, like, competitive, I guess. And Dave Clawson's a good coach. He's been there now. I think this is his eighth or ninth year at Wake Forest. Like, mm-hmm. he's had a, a string of, like, one, two, three, four. Four of the last five seasons, he's – or five of the last six seasons, he's had a winning team at Wake Forest, which, I mean, if you look at who coached before him, like they had like that one good year where they went to the, the Orange Bowl, but they've been they've been one of the worst programs in the Power Five over the last 25 years. So what he's doing is sort of like what Shiano did his first go around where he took a team that was always in the basement of the ACC and made them a good to slightly great team. So, yeah, I mean, this is a team that's going to be prepared. I'm glad you brought it up, Chris, the, the Maryland game, because if you look at the stats, Maryland's number five ranked offense, Maryland or Maryland's number 76 ranked offense, mm-hmm. Wake Forest number five, and Maryland has a worse defense than Wake Forest. So it's like, right. that's a pretty good example, actually, right there. I, I just don't see them winning this game at all. Yeah. Like obviously, the, there right. hasn't been a spread that got released because this game has not been official yet. Mm-hmm. But I'd imagine when it does get released, we're going to see probably – at least a 17-point spread in this one. And if you're I would a gambling say at least, man, dude, at least two touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're a gambling man, you slam that over, though. I don't care what it is. <laughs> as long as it's under yep. 60, you hit that over. So I think we've kind of gone through. We don't like their chances. Let's lay out a scenario where they do win, right? <sighs> Gavin so, Winsat, second quarter, comes in, all the, throws three all darts. The, all the tricks that they've had stored up over the last year, all the stuff they've thought about since the offseason – all the hype that these guys are going to feel from their first bowl game. Maybe they have some really advantageous turnovers they get. Like, they got to keep the scoring down in this game in order mm-hmm. to have a chance. Yeah. I, I could honestly, I mean, I can honestly see kind of like a, kind of like a, I mean, it, it's, it's a no lose situation, you know, in my opinion yeah. for Rutgers. I mean, they're coming into this with like no prep, I guess. Uh, but yeah, like like you mentioned, uh, I think you might see get uh, a Wimsat if he's available, if he's if he's around. I'm sure he's I'm sure he'll he will play, um, and he'll still be able to get that that red shirt. Um, but I see I see Rutgers trying to run the ball. Maybe see you know Giant Langan run the ball a lot of his of his package. Uh, so I mean yeah, I mean that that's one plus right there. And like I said, with the turnovers, they, they gotta get some turnovers. Uh, maybe Adam Corsat comes over across the sea and kick some punts down to one yard line, but who knows? It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. So yeah, like whatever our path is, it's a very narrow path to victory yeah. for Rutgers in this one. Yeah. It, it's kind of crazy because just looking at all the scores, like they've scored 35 or more in every game, but what two Yep. against Clemson and Pittsburgh. And that's probably one of the best Pittsburgh teams in recent history. And mm-hmm. Clemson, I don't know what the hell happened there, but still 27 yeah. points. Yeah, Rutgers Clemson's got scored. a ton of talent. They didn't have a great season, but they've got so much talent on that team. Yeah, it, it is insane, but I don't know. I, yeah, so, I mean, we kind of just touched on all of it. It just doesn't seem like there's a way, a path to victory, but let's see if the game happens first. For sure. Let's uh, 
I'm going to look through the chat here to see if we got any questions we could answer. They said, are they still waiting for uh, a NCAA approval to play? I, I think it's all but a rubber stamp at this point. Like the NCAA wants this filled. ESPN wants this filled. They're going to basically bypass any waivers they need to sign. That's that's not going to be an impediment in this, in my opinion. Yeah, it just has to happen soon because you're, what, eight days out? Nine if you count the day of the game. Um, you need to practice a little bit. <laughs> like, yep. haven't practiced since, what, the 25th? Because 26th is probably uh, the day before where they do that, um, what is it, the walkthrough? Mm-hmm. Walkthrough on the 26th, so they probably didn't do that. I guess they played the 27th, you can count that. So it's, it's going to be almost a month, and... Do you kind of just say screw it and be like, hey, you guys, for Christmas Day, go go do whatever you guys got to do. If you have family, go hang out with them. 26, we're going to um, Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, whatever it is. Yeah. Yep. And I, I know that there's some speculation about this game possibly being moved to accommodate Rutgers. I don't see that happening. No. Like this, no shot. This, like Jacksonville, the Jaguars do not play that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the weekend of the second, they're, mm-hmm. they're on the road, but they, they're not moving this game. Like this is like a, an anchor to the ESPN's coverage that weekend mm-hmm. for the leading up to the, the CFP. Yeah. I can't see them moving it. TV contracts, sponsorships, ads, yeah. they're not moving this game whatsoever. No, They'll just, at that point, if Rutgers wants to move it, they're just going to be like, all right, Illinois, come on. <laughs> yeah, Illinois. Army, do you want to play a second game? We changed our mind again. They would do it, I feel uh, like. I, feel they, like they I think they would. Definitely yeah. do it. That'd be fun. Yeah, That would be such Army a nightmare. Just won. And, and, and the Army just beat uh, Missouri, too. Yeah. yeah, so they beat Missouri. They won. Uh, I, I think they beat Navy in the Army Navy game. That, yeah. Right. That would be such a nightmare to go from like, you know, preparing for a team like Texas A&M who's got a pretty spread out offense to to Army. Like, <laughs> can you imagine? Like, you have to yeah. basically throw out everything you've prepped for the previous <laughs> month and be like, okay, now we're just avoiding cut blocks for the next week. Like, we got to talk about how we're going to just not tear our entire offensive lines ACLs or defensive it's, lines yeah. ACLs. R- real quick, we got to do like a little station identification, you know. Uh, guys, subscribe down below to the Night Report uh, YouTube channel. If you don't know us, we cover everything from recruiting to football, wrestling, baseball. Uh, we've covered soccer a little bit, lacrosse. We've covered everything, Rutgers. Rutgers.rivals.com. Free 30-day promo going on right now. Sign up, and um, that that's our station identification. <laughs> yep, also uh, subscribe and like and review the podcast. The Night Report podcast is on all major podcast platforms uh, this is this feed or this uh, audio will go to the podcast after we're done recording as well for those who couldn't make it live uh do we have let's look up some more questions in here uh, uh there's questions uh, on the board too okay do you do you want to pull one up from the the board yeah i could do that real quick where is it where is it, where is it? oh there's 26 replies all right um <laughs> let's see um when do you expect to hear confirmation kind of went over that we have no fucking clue yep <laughs> Uh, any chance Evan Simon starts? They're meeting today, so it's just a matter of when. Um, please thank Santa Shiano for the rest for the best Christmas gift ever. Not a question, more of a favor. You, I guess, thank you, Santa Shiano. <laughs> uh, uh, what players are definitely in or out? We kind of went over that. NCAA waivers. Yes, they need a waiver if they declared. Um, mm-hmm. That's 100% official. Uh, it does sound like most of them will come back. The one we kind of th- we actually didn't talk about this yet. I guess I'm indifferent on Bo playing. I don't know if he'll play or not. There's a lot at risk for an injury uh, for a bowl game that doesn't really count. He's going to be in the senior bowl in, what, a month? Not even. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a little over yeah. a month. I don't even know. Um, so so it is risky for a guy like him who's definitely yeah. draftable. Definitely. Um, I guess it could help his stock to be a little bit to dis- 
kind of dish it out against a, a, a ten and two uh, Wake Forest team, ten three, whatever they are. Um, it, it's just such a risky move for him. The other guys, I could see it. Um, other than that, I just don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if he'd play. And if you don't have him playing, is Shameen Jones wide receiver one? And again, this could be another audition for next year. Yeah, I think with Bo, like he's he's got a legit shot if he does really well at the Senior Bowl to rise up to like a fourth, third, third or fourth round pick. Like that's not hyperbole. He had a he's been such a standout weapon at Rutgers. Like when he actually can get in space, like he's the only guy on the team seemingly other than Crookshank who can like make a guy miss and like has the speed to like beat a DB down the field. Like he's shown that on tape, and once they see him in a setting of like peers at the senior bowl and they see mm. oh this guy can go up against the guy from lsu or this guy can go against the guy from clemson like he's gonna shine there in my opinion yeah. with, so. with a good like quarterback a good offensive line and that that offense in general is just gonna be super talented it's gonna be impressive to see what he does mm -hmm. i think he'll impress just about every scout there um one thing i wish they did more with him at Rutgers. i wish they used him more on kick returns i know you had krugshank and it's a little tough to like move him at all but when mm -hmm. Krukshank's out, I think Bo should have been back there a lot more. And you saw kind of examples of that on punt returns where he thrives a little bit. I think he had one or two returns in his career for touchdowns. I know one at least. Yep. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know one of them was, like, the uh, trick play, though. So, I mean, yeah, was but... that to Bo or was that Bo throwing it? To uh, that was, I think, to Krukshank, and then okay. and then he kind of passed it back to Bo, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's that's a big mistake on Ash's part, not using him. Mm -hmm. used uh, i think he used uh, avery young back there just for basically fair catches and yeah and shiana did that a little bit too i know this I year at some point blame on him yeah. yeah i always <laughs> thought bo should have went did like end arounds more too and you know some some quick passes over the middle but... yeah he's so speedy he had the one end yeah. around uh towards the end of the last season wasn't it mm -hmm. where he scored yep. a touchdown and mm -hmm. he was like faster than everybody <sighs> Yeah, we don't throw anything across the middle though so that's yep. that's part of the problem i don't yeah. know why the why they decide not to I, quarterback <laughs> that and, yeah and they didn't want to turn the ball over they didn't yeah. want to throw it that's the yeah that's probably part of it is that throws to the sideline are almost certainly either completions or incompletions there's right. hardly any uh interceptions along the sideline so just, just reading this like little chat here bo won't play i don't know how reliable of a source this is at all but oh three won't play pop will play pop should play yeah. Um, it would only help his draft stock, but at the same time, uh, if he doesn't play, who the hell's the running back? Yeah. Is Menungai still hurt? Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. So we got Aaron Young and uh, Aaron Young. They, I mean, yeah, yeah, Ray Collins seen? was banged up. I know. Yeah, he was banged up too. So it's like, is he healthy? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Got some questions about the offensive line being healthy in here. Uh, I think the biggest question is: Is Ken Brendan Bordner play? Because he's uh, he's no. already committed to FAU. No, he's he's already done. FAU, right? Did he already sign? The portal, you're gone. Like I think that's it. Not that he was a starter mm -hmm. towards the end of the season anyway. He kind of got benched midway through. Hence yep. why Holland Pierce was the mainstay at right tackle. And once O'Neill was healthy, it's it was left tackle for him. Yep. Um, although we are we have talked about it on the boards, they are recruiting a tackle via the portal. So maybe maybe this is your chance to experiment. Um, I don't know if you have a third tackle to experiment with. Yeah. <laughs> and then put O'Neill on inside, but I I don't know. You can kind of. Kind of have some fun with it, I guess. If you if you mm -hmm. kind of know going into this game, it's not gonna be pretty. Start testing out theories for next year. Make it like a spring game almost. I agree, and there is so, like we'll be able to get so much slack from the national media, especially. It's like, oh, Rutgers only had eight days to prepare for this game. They're yeah. playing a ranked, 
Wake Forest, who's got top five offense in the NCAA. So if we lose by 40, not going to hurt us. We still had a four hour infomercial on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. right before the CFP. Like, this is great right coverage. Everyone got drunk. Me. Everyone was sober for it still. Yeah, everybody <laughs> was sober. Everybody was having their, their cocktails in the morning, yep. their, yeah. their Bloody Marys, their, their mimosas or mimosas, whatever your flavor is. <laughs> um, yeah, stop tweeting I, at me about how I'm opening this like pregame party. Before <laughs> like, I'm not, it's not happening. I'm not doing an open bar for anybody. I did yeah, see I, that, I mentioned before, man, it's, it's a no lose situation for Rutgers. Yeah, I did see that there was a a pregame tailgate that you can buy tickets for for this game. Right. Uh, it's like it's like fifty bucks. Well, it's like an official Gator Bowl like pregame uh, thing. It's not from Rutgers, so I think it's like fifty or sixty bucks. It's a four hour open bar, mm-hmm. food, drinks, all you can eat. I, I don't know what it's exactly called, but I saw it on Twitter and I looked it up on StubHub, and there's there's plenty of availability for that in case anyone's actually attending the game. Um, that's kind of interesting. How, I, I how much? If you bought tickets already, just go. Like it'd be fun regardless. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. How much do you think we see Gavin Wimsett? Because I've seen a few comments about that in this. In the I don't. I don't know, man. I if Federal struggles early on and they still have a shot at this game, I, I don't see a reason why Wimsett's not the first QB in. Mm-hmm. Um, he still has that extra game for a red shirt. Uh, he's shown glimpses. It's it's like a high risk, high reward, or high yeah, high risk, high reward situation. Like you're risking kind of using him as a recruiting tool for that 2023 class because if he struggles it's like oh this is our prize quarterback like look what he can oh wait he didn't do anything but if he looks good it's like hey look at our prize quarterback come play with him <laughs> like especially when you're recruiting a bunch of four-star receivers and bryson rogers santana fleming the minute um patty actually tweeted out the gator bowl for Rutgers, uh mm-hmm. santana fleming was the first reply on it right away putting like the eyes emoji and stuff so really four-star rivals 250 kid like that's yeah and you got Hakeem Williams, too. Hakeem Williams him. paid his own way on three unofficial visits already. Um, so it, it's like a high-risk, high-reward situation to play Wimsat because he looks good. It's great. If he looks bad. It's like, oh, shit. But clearly, their plan was to play him in the bowl game since they sat him out the Maryland game. That's what it seemed Correct. like, to be honest. So I, it, it, it kind of like played out strategic, strategically very well. I just don't know. Um, I think Vedral still gets a start at the end of the day. And if he can't get anything going, it's like, all right, kid, go out there. See what you can do. I mean, it would make sense yeah. that Vedral would start because of, you know, the least, you know, the no time before the game. Yeah. Uh, but, but at the same time, I think, you know, you didn't play him the second half because he was banged up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess he had, he had a month to heal up. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think I think, I think you might see Wimsat start. I, I think I'll go, I'll go the opposite way, and I'll go maybe Wimsat here. And, uh, you know, just see, see what he can do, you know, to get him ready for next season. Yeah, it, it's just a risk. It might, and if mm-hmm. you get him hurt, God forbid, knock on wood, like, not, sure. it's your season next year. He, he, like, yeah. We had a question about – we had a question about players who had signed with agents. Are they going to be allowed to play in this game? I think that's part of the NCAA waiver red tape that they're getting through right now, yeah. that they're going to – allow these guys eventually to play but that's something that they need to to get through is that is that correct guys yeah that's what it sounds like um yeah that, that's all i got on that <laughs> it's just a matter of a waiver from ncaa uh mm-hmm. that's like declaring once you declare you can't come back unlike basketball um so they just need this waiver from uh from some of these guys and one guy you know what i was thinking we aren't talking about at all Giovanni haskins mm-hmm. he declared oh, he... technically did he Okay. It's just a matter of he signed with an agency. I saw that on Instagram the other day. 
it's uh, he's another one like on offense. Like you have a lot of young tight ends, and he was one of your better ones last season. So it's it's going to be interesting to see if he comes back. Is it just kind of like, hey, you didn't use me, like I'm done, see you later, or is it like, hey, one more chance, and I can kind of help a little bit of my stock? Yeah, for sure. So we had a uh, a bit of a news item that just dropped. So the oh, Division One okay. Football Oversight Committee has confirmed the selection process for bowl game participants. Okay. Uh, that happened a couple minutes ago. So basically that means that they're going to stick with their original plan of five and seven teams getting the first option. And then those five and seven teams get ordered based on APR. Rutgers has the highest APR, five and seven teams who are not invited to bowls. So Rutgers will have officially the first right to refusal for this game. Okay. I mean, there you go. There we go. I guess Rutgers still has first dibs. Right. Um, based on that, if you look at the Illinois message board, they're pissed off. It's pretty funny. Um, so if, if you're bored and you want to go do something and troll some people, there you go. And maybe if they just didn't get their shit pushed in by us at home, they would have this bowl game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brett Bellinia. Man, what a character. Almost Rutgers coach at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of coaches, going back to Wake Forest. Uh, they have former Rutgers coach Dave uh, Cohen on the on this team, Defensive and also line. former player Kevin Snyder, former linebacker. player and uh, player development assistant Kevin Snyder. So he actually sure. left Rutgers after the season. I didn't realize it to join mm-hmm. Wake Forest and Dave Cohen. So how the hell Dave Cohen still has a job after the shit he did here? He likes. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean that's like half the coaches in the college football. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's yeah. bad. Very true. I guess it's all relationships at the end of the sure. day, and hence why Greg is going to hire someone he knows for DC. Change my mind. Mm-hmm. So I do want to talk a little bit about that. So Rob Smith gone as the DC. We didn't have, we didn't really cover this on the pod because you know this is the first opportunity we've had from it. What are you guys hearing regarding him leaving Rutgers? Uh, I know his contract was not renewed, and now he's going to be the DC under under uh, Elko down at Duke. What did you guys hear about that? Uh, I mean, what a fall from grace for Elko. I mean, I didn't think that was going to happen. I really thought he was at least getting Elijah Robinson to follow him and be DC. Um, but it sounds like Elijah's still up for that A&M job. That's technically open, but it sounds like he might be going co-DC. Fisher might be going co-DCs down there between Robinson and I forget who the linebacker's coach is, what his name is. Um, mm-hmm. Either way, he's going to get a hell of a paid bump down there. So it doesn't sound like Elijah will be a true candidate in this process. I've talked with people that are close to Chris Partridge recently. It doesn't sound like he's really all that interested. It sounds like his next stepping stone will probably be a head coaching job. Probably, I, if I had to guess, G5 level maybe. Um, other than that, who are the other names? Bob Frazier, like I said, it's kind of an audition this week or next week, whatever, if he does. Uh, if they do end up getting the game, I think he'll probably be interim DC. I think he probably already has that title. I just don't think it's out there yet, if I had to guess. Um I don't see – I know people mention Panagos. I don't see that one happening. Uh, Coach White from Syracuse. Intriguing name, intriguing background. But, again, if you look at Greg Schiano's staff, it's all New Jersey ties or Rutgers ties or even ties to him at some point. So I just don't see that one. I could really – if my personal opinion, what they should do, bump up Frazier. He's proven he can do the job. He knows Schiano well, better than anyone probably. Um, followed him at Ohio State. Followed him at uh, – Shout out. Good, good looks, TJ. Um, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, where was I at? Damn it. Damn it, uh, TJ. Bob Fraser. 
Bob Trey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him the job. He's already linebackers coach, so you kind of fill two roles or kill two birds with one stone, and then just mm-hmm. hire some kind of crazy recruiting shark. That's that's where the the real interesting wrinkle can come in here. If we could hire another really high end recruiter on the staff, yeah, that would be fantastic. And and I hate to break news on this, but I guess I should probably a little bit. Sounds like there might be another assistant that is uh, leaving, quote unquote. If you want to not renewed, leaving, whatever you want to say. What level of uh, shitstorm is it going to cause on the board from a one to, which is Rob Smith leaving, to a 10, which is Greg Shiano leaving for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Oof. I don't know. That's a tough mm. one. I mean, Rob Smith, I, I had people text me. They're like, I can't believe Duke stole Rob Smith. I'm like, stop it, please. Like, that's not Dude, true. we packed the bags. We hired the moving company. Yeah, the U-Hauls like, were like, revving I mean, in the, in the parking lot. U-Haul was there at November 28th. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it was ready to go. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, yeah, Duke stole him. Elko's good, man. I'm like, stop it. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, no. Jeez. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that, that was interesting. Um, I, I don't think there's there's going to be really much of a storm on the boards. I know they're going to go speculate and see who's going to leave and all that. I can't say much more than that at this time. But as soon as I get enough info, like I'll, I'll be able to post it. But it's just something people should know. Stirring the pot there. Gotcha. Sure, stir, stirring the pot <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Some tasty nugs <laughs> dropped on this live pod here, guys. Uh, anybody who's so, tuning in live has a little bit of early information. Subscribe button yeah. down below, below Chris somewhere. I don't, left, right, I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out. Also, subscribe to the Night Report and, you, and you'll get more nuggets. See, this guy's good. It's true. This guy is good. Be feeding from the trough like a um, horse If you bags. want another nugget, I kind of know where the, the team's going to practice if they get the bowl. Like, yeah, let's drop that. Apparently quote-unquote, unnamed Twitter eggs that have been DMing me. The source down in Jacksonville. We'll go with that. Um, Very close to, uh, I guess, very connected to Jacksonville Jaguars. Told me that Wake Forest will be practicing at Fernandina Beach High School, home of uh, Rutgers target and Penn State signee Cameron Miller. They produce quite a bit of talent, so it's good good luck for Wake Forest. I, I give them credit. That was a pretty good move. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rutgers will be practicing at where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ponte Verde High Ponte Verde High School, and will be staying at a hotel affiliated with TPC Sawgrass if they get the bid. Nice. Uh, Ponte Verde High School. Fun fact: alumni, notable alumni, Kyle Federico. Oh, oh, true, oh, true, interesting. So I mean, knew that yeah. sounded familiar. Yeah, that's that's the only other name I was looking it up before. There's like an army quarterback, a navy quarterback. So I mean, if you want a quarterback that's basically Johnny Langan 2.0, go to Ponte Verde <laughs> High School. Um, they clearly produce running quarterbacks. They probably mm-hmm. run some. I'm just guessing at this point, some scheme that kind of looks like the wing T. I would assume. Shout out Art Sikowski, ran in high school. I don't know how. Um, yeah, that's all I got. But TPC yeah. Sawgrass Hotel, that that's kind of cool. Like that's pretty cool. You're really convincing me to try to like spend that money at TPC and try to figure <laughs> out if I can get around. Uh, speaking of golf courses, uh, when I was in California, uh, I, I went to uh, Pebble Beach. Did you? Yeah, oh, it was, awesome. it's actually a public a public golf course, so you can just you can that's you can go sick. look at it and everything. So I mean, I didn't I didn't play, but oh I, come on, Chris, what are, you, what are you doing? Nah, nah. I had I, I know John, but it was cool. So yeah. I took some pictures. So. I don't mean to brag, but shot a 99 the other day. That's pretty bad, but oh, it's damn. not good. But it's not <laughs> outside the Century Club. Yeah, that's all that matters. Oh, uh, God. Uh, what else we got in here? There's a bunch of other questions. I haven't read most of them. Play Moses Walker. Some... If they could, they probably would. 
Yeah, yeah. it's uh, well, part of there's a technicality there. You actually have to be enrolled in the university to play for the football team. And Moses Walker is not enrolled in the university yet. So good try. But if, no. if I mean, technically, hear me out. Pull a Gavin Wimstat and roll early. And then just you're missing five linebackers, four linebackers already. Just he'd probably be better than most of them. Hate to say that, but yeah. Um, um, somebody Simon. asked, is Texas able to sneak in there? Uh, no, the, the rules for the NCAA, they confirmed these rules this morning. Uh, any five and seven team uh, who want to play in a bowl, they are ordered based on APR. Rutgers has the highest APR of all five and seven teams who are not currently in a bowl. So Rutgers has the first choice and Illinois has the second choice, just to clarify. Yeah, it's, it's um... Yep gonna be interesting um so more and more i look at it and see if uh we got a ton more questions actually on here well Rutgers al post an upset alert always if he's not posting an upset alert then i'm gonna be very i'll be upset there you go yep <laughs> um i love i love reading other teams boards because like they the first thing they always say and they're like who's this guy posting an upset alert like the ohio <laughs> state board just loves him that's oh my god Hell, Alex had him on one of his live streams before, and I'm like, oh. My Did God. he really? Yeah, I'm nice. like, what are you doing? Like, the week of Ohio State. That's oh funny. Oh, my God. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know that part. That's funny. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, Let's see what else we got. Um, Somebody posted, do we think Sean Gleason has been a disappointment or he just hasn't had the personnel? I mean, Chris, you can start before I start yelling. Sure. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's been a disappointment. Um, I think some of the play calls, yes, have been questionable at, you know, at the very least. Um, but the offense doesn't have, you know, the horses to run, you know, everything that, you know, that they wanted to. Um, I think some of the, the quote unquote trick plays were kind of dialed back this year uh, that I'm not really sure about or why. I guess, you know, last year was, a, was just a whole, whole different thing regarding the 2020 season. Um, but I know, I know, I mean, they got a good recruiting class coming in. I mean, they don't have the offensive line, uh, to be able to hold up, you know, they threw it to the sideline more They they wanted to kind of hold on to the ball and, uh, and not, and not turn the ball over the, you know, they want possession. Um, but yeah, I think, I think once you get the athletes in out there on offense, I think you'll see a better offense and, um, yeah, I mean, that's why you kind of, that's why you kind of hope, hope for the future and, uh, hope, hope Gavin Wimsack can help. Help that along, I guess. Yeah, you kind of hit on I, everything. I don't have to yell. I, 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 you got to wonder, given how much creativity there was in the offense last year, with all the trick plays, with all the interesting concepts that they ran. This year, they definitely dialed that back. You got to wonder how much influence Shiano had on that, where him, him just saying like, "Don't have no we'll lose us games." Like, let's we could play these close. We just can't do anything risky. I think that's kind of what they did. They didn't have the personnel, obviously, but they weren't willing to take risks this year yeah clearly, and it, it, it goes it goes back to practice you know they preach balls of program like non-stop so that goes back to keeping keeping the ball safe and not giving it away so um yeah i guess it goes hand in hand on defense too when it got when they try and take it away uh but yeah the offense was very conservative and again they didn't have the horses they didn't have you know really good offensive lines open any rent lanes or you know no vedral was always getting hit you know hit hard and leaving the game so um, I think once you get, I mean, that's why you saw seven offensive linemen in this class and they're still recruiting. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, the offense, I think, should improve as the years go along and, and the better players come in. But, but yeah, so, last season, uh, you know, yeah, 2020, they were more creative, but 
uh, compared to 2021. But um, yeah, I mean, once you get the personnel in there, I think you'll see, you know, better results. You, you also had an offense, like you said, the offensive line. Um, you had Raekwon O'Neal who missed games with injury. You had arguably your best offensive lineman, Reggie Sutton, get injured after three games. You started a converted yeah. defensive tackle, another converted defensive tackle, um, a, power, a preferred walk-on at right tackle, and yeah. a two-star center. It's like, I mean, although yeah. I do I do think Zelenskis, I'll, I'll kind of double back on that one. Zelenskis is what, playing already better than his two-star status. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, a lot of struggles there. Um, I think offensive line is the biggest reason. Um, add in the fact that the run game couldn't get anything going. It seems mm-hmm. like they were running 10 yards per play from sideline to sideline instead of up the middle, or not up the middle, just like, um, I can't even think, vertically. Mm-hmm. Uh, more think- horizontal runs. It was kind of weird considering Pacheco um, is clearly not an outside runner. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, there, there's just a lot of issues with the offense, and it, and it takes a lot of time. We've seen some really, really bad Rutgers offenses this past uh, decade. So, I mean, <laughs> that, that's, that's, uh, let's be grateful that it's a little bit better and it's getting there. It's going to take time. Like you sure. said, they recruited seven offensive linemen for a reason. That doesn't happen. Out of, and mm-hmm. Put it like this, not just seven offensive linemen. You're also still pursuing transfer offensive mm-hmm. linemen. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that is kind of like give – Gleason time. Look what he's done in his past. So he's at Ohio, he was at Oklahoma State one year. He's coming from Princeton, where he's known as this guru who's running all these interesting. Good talk, Mike. Blah blah blah. Thanks. He gets there. He assesses his personnel. He assesses his personnel. He's got Chuba Hubbard as his running back. So what does he do? He makes it a run-heavy offense. Chuba Hubbard leads the NCAA in rushing that year. He put two quarterbacks into the NFL from Princeton. This is a guy who knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's severely undermatched in the personnel department. He's probably told that he has to dial it back. I think this guy mm-hmm. just deserves the benefit of the doubt, given what they all walked into. I think we're going to see a lot. If 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 he does stick around, probably by year four of Shiano's tenure, where you have uh, you have Wimsett as a sophomore at that point, I think we're going to see a really, really high-powered offense. We just need to give him time. Can we yeah. also talk about how four-star quarterback to Princeton over Alabama – four-star quarterback to yeah. Oklahoma State, a four-star quarterback, highest-rated quarterback in Rutgers football history, just committed and signed yeah. and enrolled early. Yeah. Like, and not, and remember the teams that they're going up against, too. It's not like, you know, you know, they're not playing Delaware every week, for example. You know, they're playing Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. So really, really tough schedule. It's hard to – I think, you know, I think it's smart to keep that in perspective as well. These comments are wild. <laughs> I know. I'm reading them too. Um, as much as I like Ray Lucas as a person, there is zero shot in hell he's even considered to replace Gleason. They have money now. They're going to spend big. They're going to get someone with ties to Rutgers or the university or Chiano, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to get someone, another big name that's going to get paid over a million dollars to come run the offense. Maybe John McNulty. <laughs> Sorry. What about Urban Meyer? Stop. He's the defensive <laughs> coordinator. Oh, that's right. He's the deep. We've already penciled him in. As the yeah, come on, you're right, you're right, you're right. Urban Meyer's background, it clearly says defense, and that's why yes. it went viral a little bit on Twitter. Like, yeah, God, I love this site. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a couple other questions on the threads. Um, for those of us who are attending the game, the pregame prep rally, tailgate activities, the most important part of this is the partying. I agree with that aspect, but we have yep. zero idea. How are you going to organize all that stuff too? Like, that, does that even happen at this point? I I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. Like, 
usually the university has a lot of lead up time to this kind of stuff. And I wonder if they just take all the plans that Texas A&M had and just like hand them off to Rutgers and put new tents over that kind of stuff. Do you I, think I don't like know. the t-shirts still say A&M on them when you buy them at the game? Oh yeah. Those things are printed. Yeah. I mean, you think they still sell them? I should say. Oh, I haven't checked the bowl website. That'd but. be interesting. Um, I could see a bunch of Rutgers fans rocking, uh, Outback, or Outback, uh, Gator Bowl t-shirts with A&M on it and, uh, next year. That'd be pretty funny, actually. Yep. Um, they do get a kind of a cool, like, little gift package that I was look, looking at. The oh, JBL good point. Yeah, you know what? I meant to look, I meant to look that up, yeah. Yeah, JBL noise-canceling headphones, a Bluetooth speaker inside a customized box, Maui Gym sunglasses with a fitting. I don't know, um, if Maui Gym sunglasses are good or not, to be honest. A fossil watch, that's a pretty good watch, and a backpack. Okay, not bad. Mm-hmm. No PS5 though. Oh, that's that's more of the what? What's the Sony one sponsored by, or what's the Sony Bowl? Uh, good question. I wonder if they I do give s- out if they'll give out like a PS5, or it's like too hard to get still. I remember I used to get really into looking at like the Bowl gift packages back They're in the so day cool. when they were like when they were like super anal about like there's a $500 limit and like some people would just get like, you know, one item or as others would have like six or seven tchotchke things. Yeah. I remember I, I always be like, Oh, they get a, you know, they get a PS three or they get a PS four. Mm. And these ones are just getting like watches and, and swag. Oh man, that would suck. Oh, they have, they have the five best right now. The PlayStation. You know, Fiesta I, I'm reading that now too. Yeah. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. They will be getting a PS five console and the game. Nice. Let's go. Damn. Good for them. Nice. Dude, you could flip that for like a that's a it's five hundred dollar limit, whatever. You could mm-hmm. flip that for like a grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially you know Christmas right here, you know. You know. The, like, yep. Some of these gifts are <laughs> awesome. What the yeah. hell? <laughs> you get a four hundred ninety dollar gift card by universe a MasterCard gift card, an ice shaker, a mini helmet, a team panoramic photo for the Valero Alamo Bowl. Mm. They actually ranked the, the Gator Bowl number four best gift. No shit. Really? Yeah. Good for them. Well, all right, Rutgers are going to maybe get something pretty nice. <laughs> Checking to see if there's any more um, any things that occurred on Twitter here while we're talking. You have actual proof. Oh, someone's claiming on Twitter Rutgers turned it down and Illinois took it, which is BS, I'm pretty sure. I don't I don't trust the guy that follows 2,000 and has oh. 200 followers. Oh. Here's an interesting wrinkle. Uh, you guys know who Chris Eisman is? He's yeah, a yeah. Uh, Rutgers football writer for New uh, Evansburg Park Press. Never met. Said him. He, he was reading through the, the the press release from the NCAA, uh, like affirming their their policy about five and seven teams. Mm-hmm. Said the NCAA also said that any bowl can be pushed back as late as January tenth to accommodate teams that might need time to prepare. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I see okay. Nicole Auerbach just tweeted that too. Yeah, if that happens, if we have the bowl pushed back, that becomes a lot more palatable for I think everybody who is criticizing us taking the bowl in the first place. Now it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. push it back. We're gonna figure out flight plans, or we'll drive. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. If that game is pushed back though, like Wake's already got their travel plans already booked. Rutgers fans don't. You know what? We might have. My mother-in-law bought uh, bought her hotel last night. So. <laughs> oh, no. oh yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that would be absolutely brutal. I hope that if anybody did book anything, that 
Jacksonville rest or Jacksonville hotels are willing mm-hmm. to be flexible because that would suck. Uh, I saw I saw out. something for I saw like a Texas A&M fan post on uh, post somewhere I forget what it was, but that like Ticketmaster wouldn't like refund her because technically the game's not canceled. So like obviously she's not gonna go, but you know. So so wait, they said January tenth out of just pure. That, that's the latest, yeah. That's a yeah. Monday, ew. I've got 40 days built up that I'm just waiting to burn, guys. So. <laughs> there you go. I see. I was just away. It's a lot. It's a lot tougher for me. I'm trying to look. But Chris, this is your. I mean, you're paid to cover the team. This isn't sure. really. A, this is part <laughs> of the job here. Yeah. You know what? I actually looked for flights on Thursday or, or yeah Thursday and then leave on Sunday. They were like 400 bucks, 500. Yeah, bucks. they're they're expensive. Yeah. I was looking at them yesterday too, and there was the cheapest round trip ticket I could get out of Philly was like. Like five something. 300, mm-hmm. 300 bucks flight in hotel. January 9th to January 11th. Let's go. Oh, that's, uh, I'm like tempted to like book it. <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody asked, sorry if you already covered this, would Rutgers get a full bowl payout? It would be the most they've gotten, right? Uh, it, I'd imagine whatever the payout is structured by the big 10 they're going to get yeah. so i think, think the way that they do they, is they, they split it they all like even split like. it yeah they split yeah. it yeah, yeah there, there's a way they split it and then there's um i forget what it is they only get like i think 25 percent of the, the payout too from the losing stuff or because i don't think they'll win but um that differentiates the money too a little bit i think and i think mm-hmm. someone did the math on the board and it said like 1.5 now i don't know if that goes to the program or if it goes to university and I guess it's probably going to cover expenses, I would assume, at first. That's, like, first. Right. And then after that, I don't know, really, where it goes. Some clown from Deacon Sports. Is, <laughs> according to Rutgers message board, hashtag sources, the team voted not to participate in the Gator Bowl. We'll see if this is true. I think that is absolutely not true. I don't think Shiana would have even entertained the idea of a bowl or letting this get to the point it has if the team was not 100% down for it. But that's just yeah. I mean, someone just tweeted Shamin Jones too. I saw, and they're like, "Hey, are you in shape?" And it's like, "All right, stupid question number one." But number two, he's like, "Uh, "I haven't stopped working out or something like that." So I mean, Mm -hmm. these guys like seem like there. There's a fair amount on Twitter that want to play. Yeah, I I know I wrote about it in my article that I posted this morning. But you know, at at uh, after the Maryland game, his post game press press conference, you know, Shannon said the guys are going to practice and work out, uh, you know, through through finals and stuff. So I mean. I know they're not, you know, they haven't been like, you know, probably full on, you know, football, football practices, but, um, you know, I think they're, they're still in shape. So, I mean, it won't, it's not like it's like cold Turkey or anything. Here's another thing that I thought of last night on that Twitter space that I was talking about, like there was plenty of teams last year who literally just had to stop mid season and not play for a month because of COVID outbreaks. Like this isn't totally unprecedented. I don't think there was a huge spike in injuries after that happened, but this has happened recently where teams just really haven't done football activities for three, four weeks and then jumped right back into it. So, so going back to the pushback, Jan- or Jaguars play home January 9th. Yep. So would they have a game the 10th? Probably, probably not. Maybe. Probably not. They did say as late as the 9th. Yeah. So, yeah, but you're not going to have it the 8th either. Yep. So, so it'd, it'd probably, probably be like... a week game. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's a weird a weird thing is chris nash getting fired again yeah dude come on with <laughs> jacksonville yeah. related sort of yeah um yeah he's i don't think they're keeping that stuff at all i highly doubt it 
Um, I'll go if Chris won't. All right, Chris, you're out. We're roasting you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this? this? This is the tweet you're talking about, Deacon Sports? Yeah, this, I mean, I don't think there's any credit. I don't know what board they're talking followers. about. He doesn't follow many people. What the fuck is Deacon Sports? It's a, yeah, it just as a core sort of Rutgers message board. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's our message board. Probably is. Probably. We got some we got some characters. Oh jeez, that's funny. Um yeah, Illinois wants in apparently, like really, really bad. Which I'm not shocked, but Yeah, I mean they want in, but I mean that was the reason the the division one subcommittee met again today was to figure out are we gonna stick by the rules we've outlined or are we gonna do something hokey and they decided to stick with the rules, so I don't think Illinois really has a leg to stand on here. Would they play in the uh, middle of the week? Would it even like draw a lot of people? Or is that just such a turnoff that they wouldn't play? I don't see. Are you talking about for like the team? Would they do it? Like, no, like the bowl game in general. I know the team would probably not care wherever, whenever they play. It's just more yeah, like, um... would the bowl itself just be like, hey, screw it, January fifth, Wednesday, twelve p.m. That's it. So I imagine, and this is just me saying, I imagine. I imagine that if the game is not played, then the advertisers who have bought airtime are not obligated to pay. So I imagine the bowl will lose so much money because they have to pay to lease the, they have to pay to rent the stadium for the game. They have to pay the staff who helped organize everything. Mm -hmm. So they're not getting paid unless the game happens. So I'd imagine if it's played in February, they'll still want to play it. So I'm just I'm looking now. January first has one, two, three, four, five games. That's not that's probably out. January second, technically, my mom's gonna hate me because it's her birthday. But like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, that's a possibility. January second, January third, Sunday, Monday. Would they play on Sunday? Probably not with football. I would assume with NFL. Um, the third, I guess, is probably an option. The fourth is LSU, Kansas State. That's probably out. Is it what? What's it on? Is it on ESPN? I don't even look to be honest. It is on ESPN. Yep. So you probably have to make it work based on that. Um, it is a noon game, or no, eleven a.m. Eleven a.m. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This is uh It, it was. It is cool because it is a lead up game, and I don't think. I think it'd probably outdraw numbers wise on TV at least, the Washington State Miami game. Miami doesn't really have a staff. They're kind of, I guess, is Crystal Ball coaching in it? Like, is that a thing? Uh, I'd imagine not. Usually they don't do that. Right. Usually they'll have, like, yeah. you know, whoever sticks around coach. So, so like, someone asked, the current bowl schedule for the 31st, when it's played, it's 11 a.m. Rucker, or well, 11 a.m. Wake Forest. Um, <laughs> noon, Washington State, Miami. 2 o'clock, Boise State, Central Michigan, but that's streamed by Barstool, so I don't know if that really affects TV at all. Uh, 3.30, Cincinnati, Alabama. 7.30, Michigan, Georgia. Yep, those are the f- football uh, playoff, yeah. And then that's not the next one's not until January 10th, so January 10th's probably out of the question, just because... Do you want to lead up to the national championship? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh... It's, honestly, it's not the worst decision in the world, TV time-wise. Hmm. Because ESPN already has national championship. It's kind of like, all right, let's play this game at noon on the 10th. Mm-hmm. Let's kind of like do this whole lead up. Like maybe the game's pretty competitive. Maybe we're like, we'll draw more viewers because it's kind of like a, like people are going to pregame the national championship. 
It's like, oh, yeah, hey, that's, what, that's what's, what's on right now. Let's watch the college football preview show. Like, no one gives a shit. Let's go watch yeah. an actual football game at noon or 1 p.m., maybe have it end at 3, then you can watch your little preview show or go get your pizza or get your wings or whatever. <laughs> that's actually not a, it's not a bad move if you could pull it off if you're the Gator Bowl. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting, actually, the more and more I think about it. Um, January 1st, there's five bowl games. That's out. January 2nd, nothing. January 3rd, nothing. January 4th, some shitty game. Texas Bowl is a January Bowl now? Yes. I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I actually haven't watched much college football since since, uh, since the end. Or after after the championship games. Come just on, say. bowl season. Action. I know. I know. Action. Amtrak 250 from Penn Station to Jacksonville. I didn't even know it was a thing. That'd be kind of fun. I didn't either. That'd be different. Can you imagine being on a train for, I don't know how long it would take. Imagine at right. least like 10 hours. 10 hour train ride? Hey, I mean, if there's a bar cart, you're <laughs> up true. six hours, you're asleep four hours. I can look it up. Yeah, you can make it work. Um, let's see. What is the current bull schedule? We did that. Any any questions, guys? Just submit them in the chat. Um, we'll try to answer everything possible. It's obviously a lot going on. We don't know a ton, just based on um, the NCAA not coming to a decision yet, but they're announcing like random rules. Um, here's another interesting wrinkle: the CFP national championship is on January 10th, so I can't imagine there's a game. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, that do, do a little lead up. We might Maybe. be on to something more than the, uh, what do you call it? Than the people in charge of ESPN or whatever. <laughs> that um, would be a pretty interesting, I mean, they have like pregame shows on basically all day for that game though. I saw someone compare it to, they said the Italian Stallion versus, what was it? It was something hilarious. Or, where is it? I got to find this. This is a great tweet before I saw this morning. Uh, all right, guys, keep talking. Like, I gotta find this. I'm reading for any. Uh, we could be Mike Francesca here. Just go, uh, oh, there we back go. Up, back up to this. <laughs> also, I, I, real quick, I looked up the train ride. The train ride is like it's, it's like 17 hours. <laughs> 17 it's, hours? It's like longer than a car ride. Wait, which doesn't make sense to me, but I mean, I don't know if I'm looking it up right. Is that I wonder if it's because they make. I, I need to know if they make stops like constantly. It is it is went round trip from what it said, but like, do you stop like every two hours? Like, do you stop in Philly and stop in DC and stop in? You would I don't even know. Think right. so, I'd brown bag it for ten hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not brown bagging it for ten hours. There has to be a bar cart on there. Let's be honest. Never taken a dump on a train either, but I can't imagine <laughs> that's pleasant. On an Amtrak, nonetheless. Yeah, that yeah. thing's borderline porta potty level in terms of uh, cleanliness. It's not the worst idea in the world. It's just not. At that point, like if the flight's only an extra twenty dollars, don't be cheap. Just do it. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. I don't know. This is this is interesting. Like we don't we really don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Um, mm -hmm. You think the oversight committee probably would have just came out and straight up said they approved Rutgers to fill the bowl, but they didn't. So now it's like I guess it's the balls in Rutgers court now. It seems like. Yeah, like, like we kind of alluded to, we don't know all the extenuating circumstances involved with Rutgers participating in this bowl. It sounds like we wanted to play in it. The rules committee has upheld that Rutgers will be the first choice if they want it and they're able to do it. 
Now, able to do it, what does that mean? Does it mean that, you know, they can have a roster that, you know, has, you know, 50 healthy people on it and a staff the same? Is it that they have to get all these waivers for people who are signing with agents or guys who, you know, have graduated and might not want to play or do want to play? Like, there's so many things up in the air for this. And there's probably variables we're not even thinking about here, too, as well. I mean, we, we don't even know who's, like, on campus. Like we said before, it's do you fly these guys straight to Florida? Do you fly them to campus first and then go as a team? Like, I don't know what you do. Do you kind of like for guys like Maya and Ahana too and Joshua Youngblood who are tweeting from Florida, it's just like, do you guys just like yeah. stay there? I would assume right. probably just, Hey, we'll, we'll book you like a, I don't know. I don't know how far it is. Where are they at? I know one's in Tampa. I don't know where mine yeah. is from, but. I would uh, assume. Well, mine. Yeah. Mine went to school in Tampa. Or yeah, he went to Berkeley. So I would assume he's from Tampa yeah. too. I, I don't really. I don't really know. This is like it's an interesting. There's a lot of interesting like questions still to be answered. We really don't know. Yep. Um. Yeah, we're running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> I'm scanning through this article now. Apparently, Bielema is trying to force his way into the Gator Bowl with a trick up his sleeve. I assume that's just Chad Khan being an Illinois grad, but I haven't gotten to that point yet. I mean, uh, it would have yeah, no, had nothing Khan. like it would have had nothing to do with the Jaguars or, you know. No, but it, it's his owner. stadium, so it's correct. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm not letting him play unless it's Illinois. Right. So like, I yeah, mean, like, it has no shot. Yeah. I, I don't think at least that'd be wild. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he has any control over it, and I also think he would probably be facing a pretty substantial lawsuit if he tried to say the game can't be played. It's like you signed an agreement, and these were the mm. rules that you knew about or affirmed those rules today and your team cannot your team being illinois they're not in line to play if parkers turns it down then they have an opportunity but mm -hmm. yeah he should insist inviting signatures decision making for the game sport directors i it just I, I can't read some of these it's just like they have to go through like a huge process through board of directors for the bowl game and board of directors that Rutgers have to sign off and yada 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 i don't know Seems like there's a lot of like red tape that still has to be. Uh, they still have to go through. I, I don't really know what's gonna happen to be honest. I was yeah. Somebody asked on the board about. It. Now I don't know. Somebody on the board asked about a postponement being possible. If they're asking if it's a possibility, it sounds like it is a possibility. Like we kind mm -hmm. of said. Yeah. We don't really know. I'd imagine it'd be, for ESPN, less than ideal to push it back. Like, I think they really like to slot the Gator Bulls in. That's usually where it is. Fits their content schedule. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, up until January 10th, uh, for those who didn't who didn't hear. Yeah, and I know we didn't – we touched on it a bit, and I, I don't want to go too deep into it because it's going to start arguments between people. But um, if the, I'm assuming they all have to get tested before they go, right? If they test uh, positive, probably. Are, they just, are they just out, like – out of the game, um, if I had to guess. I don't know if there's, like, a solidified protocol for all this. Like, I, the NFL has a very clear, if you test positive, then this is the set of circumstances. If you're vaccinated, you have to do this, this, and this. Yeah. If you're unvaccinated, this, this, and this. I don't think the NCAA necessarily has something like that. Like, I think conferences release guidelines, right? Like, Big Ten has something yeah. for its vaccination policy and its, its COVID policy. But the NCAA is a weak ass leader. They don't know what the hell they're doing. And they didn't really release a full guideline. They basically were like, yeah, we take it seriously, but it's up to like, it's basically like a 
quote unquote like states rights issue with like conferences and stuff to decide how they want to govern it. So someone brought up a good point in the chat. I don't know if you saw that. If the game was to be pushed back a week, why can't AM just stay? That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, I don't think that they want to push it back. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like we said, it's possible, but I I do think it's just gonna stay the same and they don't want to go renegotiate all these ads, ad deals and sponsorship deals and all that nonsense. I think that the bull would probably be more likely just to go down the list. It's like, well, we're not willing to negotiate on the date. So if you can't do it, sorry. And then they'll move to Illinois and then they'll move to whoever's next. And then I think they're going to work like hell to get somebody to fill this 11 a.m. New Year's Eve slot. And if you can't make it, that's when the party is. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. I know we talked about it off stream. Did we talk about it on the stream yet? About how Shiano's connection to the Wake Forest AD and yada, yada, yada? Uh, oh, we did. Yeah, no, I brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. You want to educate the people, Chris? Well, I, I just saw that, uh, you know, the Wake Forest AD now was the AD at Tennessee when, you know, they won Shiano and then whole that whole, you know, I don't want to call it fiasco went down. So. I mean, maybe they pull for Rutgers there at some point, but uh, kind of opposite, like like the Jaguars owner. So, who knows? <laughs> it's a good storyline. I yeah. mean, like he literally agreed in principle to the deal, and then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. the fan base revolted. Kind of like, kind of like what happened at Rutgers, also, but opposite because they pushed for Shiano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. It just adds to the storylines. You have co connections between the two programs more than I actually thought between the coaching mm -hmm. staff, between the ADs, the administration. Um, it, it is kind of wild. Uh, I don't know. Do we know, like, Rutgers, like, all-time record versus, like, Wake Forest? Is that any good? Um, See, now we're, now we're talking. Now we're I'm talking. blanking. What's the, what's the website? I'm blanking. I'm, I'm on it right now. Wins okay. Uh, oof. Owen two versus Wake Forest. Owen two. Yeah. Um, okay. 1997. Terry Shea lost to Wake Forest. 28-14. Head coach of Wake Forest at the time, Jim Caldwell. Nice. Oh, interesting. Interesting mm -hmm. little name there. Yeah, it um, looks like they had a home and home at some point. That was 97. 99. They lost 17-10. Same head coaches. Uh, yeah, both were both games at Wake. No, the first game was at Rutgers. The second game was at Wake Forest. They haven't played since 99, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be a cool little uh, matchup. I don't know. I'm running okay. out of Do you guys have any questions at all whatsoever before we uh, yeah. close it down? Yep. Um, Rutgers basketball. I haven't seen a game, it feels like, in like a month. I know. Yeah. It's been so long. It's yeah, they, they, beat, they beat Purdue. I was, uh, I was driving at, uh, when Rutgers was playing Purdue, so I was just getting updates on my phone. We're... I was driving from uh, from in, in California down the Pacific Coast Highway, so that was, that was a trip. So, yeah, I know they they beat Purdue, a really good win, obviously, and then uh, yeah. Ryan Harper Jr. made that shot, and then and then they lost to Seen Hall and haven't haven't played since, I think, right? So yeah, that wasn't a wasn't a pretty game. You would think by now they would probably have like rotations and stuff like that figured out, right? Mm. I know guys like, obviously so. like missed time because of COVID, but like. They're still practicing for the most part, it seems like, because Corey Sanders was there the other day. But if you notice the pictures that they took, not a lot of scholarship players in them. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like I saw Gio, I saw a couple others, but maybe four, five tops scholarship guys. Mm -hmm. uh, it was definitely interesting to see that. Um, mm -hmm. And then, um, like, who, like, 
I guess Seton Hall had COVID too, right? The more I look at it. Yeah, they they canceled the game first before canceled Rutgers and did. forfeited twice. And yeah, so I mean, they probably got it from them. To be honest. So eh, just end of the day, you gotta complain about basketball. Blame Seton Hall. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, yeah, but um, it kind of sucks because we did see Caleb McConnell's kind of resurgence a little bit. That thirteen and ten game or thirteen and twelve, whatever it was, had a hell of a game. Um, he's kind of starting to look like a Swiss Army knife type player. I know it's like the common name for it, but he kind of mm-hmm. does a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of other guys have to step up big time, though. We'll see. Oh, yeah. See what happens. It looks like um, Gio is finally going to be healthy. He, are, he was healthy. I mean, he played a little bit. Um, oops. Um, some highlights are playing in the background. He didn't have an awesome somebody, game. He didn't have a great game, but whatever. Somebody said to give Rutgers wrestling a shout out. They're undefeated. They had that big win against Army. They, they've kind of just beaten the hell out of every every opponent they've faced this year. I, I know that the Midlands Championship is supposed to be next week. That actually got canceled yep. today, but but the tournament is still being held as a different event. It's called like the Mat Open or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like instead of it being the Midlands, it's going to be the Midlands just at a different venue, but in the same time. That's it's cool and Rutgers it's like Rutgers Pitt like um, a couple big name teams I was looking at before like I've already said yes to it so it's gonna be actually it looks like it's basically the Midlands it's just not yep. being sponsored yep. by the Midlands yep it's, it's, it's kind of cool though I, ho- I hope they end up making this work and um, hope people are allowed to attend and stuff like that too I know uh, Cal Poly just announced that they're gonna wrestle uh, Rutgers is in there um, I'm trying to look right now. Which coach is this? Penn Wrestling is going to be there. Wisconsin's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Wow, they actually have like legitimate setup too. Wow, that's a weird setup actually. I don't know if the fans <laughs> are actually going to be there. It's just yeah. This tournament's always just so important to get prepared for the Big to- Big Ten uh, mm-hmm. conference schedule though, because yep. you're going to be facing like high end competition at every weight. Whereas you know some of the guys on the team have faced a ranked opponent this year, but a lot of them haven't. So. Yeah, it's a good wake up call, kind of like, all right, like this is this is it. Like, play some big mm-hmm. name guys one on one and see what happens. But that that's that's gonna be interesting. I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're still making something work. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, let's see. I know it's canceled in the tournament. Yeah, we just talked about that. Uh, something so- we didn't talk about yet was Rutgers had a pretty cool viral moment, at least related to one Ooh, this past week. Um, you guys want to talk about Patrick, that? Right. Yeah. Yeah, she, that was pretty – that was wild. All for hot chocolate, too. The entire uh, <laughs> student class got hot chocolate because of that. That was pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Kathleen Fitzpatrick, former Rutgers women's basketball player, made a, you know, a recess, you know, gym class, full-court shot. And, and a school, swish, you know, too. Nothing swish, but that. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah right, yeah. And all the – it was pretty cool because, like, when the ball was, like, up in the air, you know, everyone – it got, like, dead silent. You know, the kids were just watching and all of a sudden, like, yeah. So yeah, they went crazy. It was, it was really cool to see, to be honest, yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, someone else asked about the 15 practice limit that the NCAA policy adheres to. If you make a bowl, that's not happening, clearly. Unless they no. push it back, even. I don't know. 15 is a lot. That's scheduling 15 practices. and Can you do two-a-days? That's what I was thinking. Do I don't think like... that two-a-days are allowed anymore. I don't think under, so. Like, they, yeah, rules. They, didn't, they didn't do it in training camp anymore. I know, so. yeah, I know you're not like allowed to during the season, but it's more like, can, can you? Kind of. That'd be kind of cool. 
It'd be funny to see too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's you start wrapping it up. I guess right. That's pretty much it. That's all mm-hmm. I can think about. Yeah, uh, there's one more one more note here about the women's soccer players, uh, uh, national team to tryouts. Yeah, I did see a couple a couple uh, current players getting invites to like the under under twenty teams, uh, something like that. I, f- I forget exactly. Yeah, it was but Emily it was, Mason and Riley Tiernan are on Emily the Mason, under twenty yeah, team. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was pretty cool seeing Casey Murphy play play also uh, at goalie. So uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of really good talent for Rutgers women's soccer, obviously. So. Yeah, hell of a run and see if they can uh, try to do it again next year. Sure. Yeah, I made the made the oh, so I uh, when we flew to San Francisco, it's like an hour away from Santa Clara where uh, mm-hmm. the women's soccer you know final four was College Cup. So I got, we got off the plane and whatnot in San Francisco. The first person I see walking in the airport was wearing a Rutgers hoodie. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you know they were you know going the opposite way and flying home at that point, but. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was kind of cool. It was kind of funny. So so I'm looking at this. I'm just going through Twitter trying to find something. Um, hot take here. Big game boomer. Rutgers has the number 28th ranked defensive line in the country. According to some guy who just makes these lists arbitrarily. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I don't know how you rank that one. But, Sir, have you watched Rutgers play? Do you yeah. know any sacks we had this year? I think they had what, like six sacks, some of that, or like you know, all, or all. I tend to think sacks play. are a little bit overrated. That's fine. That's what true. QB pressure. That's fine. That's fine. I but think... when like Rutgers was last, and there was like a 20, 20, 20 sack difference or so for first place. So. Yeah, that's and the, the QB so, pressures tell enough of the story. It's just yeah. they're not they're not there. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rich, I agree overall that. You know, an individual's sack numbers are not indicative of how good of a pass rusher they are. But a mm-hmm. team's sack total is usually even out. Because usually if you're providing the pressure, the quarterback has to step up or go in a different direction. And more, more times is. than not, he'll get somebody else a sack. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah. that was – this is a rough list, man. He makes some shitty ones, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm all for the, the, the publicity there. But yeah, our leading yeah. sack – player was uh 03 actually at three and a half and then Ture had three and, and i Aaron think he had three and a half in games one and two yeah and five costume missed the last what like three games or so i forgot about that yep. too is he even healthy enough to play I didn't right exactly that. yeah yeah Damn, i forgot all about that you're right good point yep and if he's yeah not- i mean like I'm, I'm sure i mean i don't know if they did it yet but you know i'm sure guys had like minor surgeries to clean up stuff too yeah, it's yeah. true. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like we talked about a lot earlier, I don't know who's going to be able to play. So <laughs> it's <laughs> such crazy. a big question mark. And like, I guess the ball. It seems like everyone kind of agrees on Twitter too, and social media and the boards. The ball's in Rutgers court at this point. It's a matter yeah. of, I guess, you meet as a team. You look at who's, or actually as a staff at first, kind of look at who's healthy, look who would do what, kind of figure out who the DC is, because I guess you don't have to announce an interim technically unless you're going to play the game. So that's something to be aware of too. Um, or you could do what the Giants did and just say it's going to be collective effort. <laughs> Come on, I, I know you're a Giants fan too. You don't have to make these dicks. Like we know oh, they're bad. So they're terrible. Hear me out. Before the season, everyone was talking about Sean Gleason as OC for the Giants. That is it possible? Yeah, Joe happening. Judge is still there. Right. Not the craziest thing happening. in the world. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's definitely interesting, but yeah, I I think it's a ball in Rutgers court. You figure out who's healthy, who could play, 
kind of build a depth chart based off that, look down at the paper and be like, oh shit, never mind. Or you say, all right, you know what, hey, we got our, you got, we got our team. If we can get these approvals or these waivers or whatever from the NCAA, you know what, fuck it. Let's see what we can do. Like I said, you don't have to go into this game expecting to win. You just go, you be competitive, show, show you're competitive against one of the best ACC teams this year. You probably make some noise going into next season. And it helps recruiting-wise, too. Sure. Yeah, for sure. If we show life in this game, we show competency, we show, I mean, we'll have plenty of time to get guys who are dinged up healthy. Like you said, I think a lot of guys do the week after the season do cleanup stuff, whether it be their joint, their shoulders, their their knees, their ankles, like that stuff happens. It's like maintenance and you can't play for a month or two or three after that. So as of 22 minutes ago, CBS sports is saying Rutgers is taking the spot. I don't know where that tweet came from. I'm looking at the kids Twitter now. He didn't source it. It says CBS sports, obviously, but um, I just, I know nothing's official at all right now. So Obviously, I think they're if if there's going to be official, they're going to put out a press release almost immediately. Yep. I don't know. I don't see yeah. anything online about it. Um, I know a lot of fans are talking about how it's very good for Rutgers to take it. Um, it sounds like last night they were ready to take it. Now they're probably they're just looking at everything. I guess just looking at the roster, looking at the depth chart, looking at. Who the hell is going to coach what at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, I I really don't know. This is um, unprecedented times. Sure. I mean, yeah, something like this really is, you know. It, it, it is unique, and it just yeah, like, yeah. the whole like process of this is wild. How everything just unfolds within a twenty-four hour period, and it's like mm-hmm. they're playing. They're not playing. They're playing. They got the ball. No, no, they don't. Right. No, yeah, they do. Like. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you saw how much changed in like three hours. So that three hours span, like we, I going into this, I was pretty confident. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a nice little preview for the bowl game. And now I'm like, oh shit, they might not have a bowl game. I I don't know. This is this is wild. And like, I know Shiano's pretty strict with like social media and stuff like that. And guys posting, and no one's posting a single thing. Like, I'm pretty good at yeah. monitoring this stuff. Too. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> So if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, you might already have news confirming or not confirming that we're going to be playing the Gator Bowl. So apologize in advance if this is old news at this point. We're just kind of working with what we have at 1.22 p.m. Eastern time on the 23rd of December here. Um, it doesn't look like we have many more questions in the chat. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you guys have other stuff to, to do today. I have other stuff to do today. So... Yeah, I gotta go to the mall. This is, I'm gonna. I told yeah. you, this this sucks. This is probably the worst day to go to the mall. Second worst day. Tomorrow's probably the worst. But yeah, tomorrow's probably the worst. Yeah. Uh, hold hold on. I got a guy sending uh, sending me screenshots that saying uh, everything. Everyone is saying we're not in the bowl. We'll see where these screenshots go. And mind you, we've had about like four different random Twitter eggs just fucking <laughs> DM us. And this guy's telling me where they're staying. This guy's telling me they're canceled this guy's telling me the bowl's on they voted yes this guy's telling me that this is this is fun <laughs> one of these guys is just going to be right just guessing alone and i think that's what you kind of saw last night with that that random dallas star reporter who went from the boston globe to the dallas star yeah, and yeah. retired and now he's breaking news about Rutgers athletics and illinois wants in but they're not in and it's like i don't know uh, Wake Forest message board. That's yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not even gonna look at that. 
<laughs> That's what he sent me. A Wake Forest message board post saying reliable sources say um, Rutgers has backed out and it will go to uh, who the hell's other team? Illinois. Again, if you want a good laugh, Illinois message board, fun place to be right now. So I wanna I wanna I'm gonna bring up a quick point if we're talking about the game being pushed back to let, let's say January 10th or whatever. Mm-hmm. Would that would that mean that Texas A&M could could still play? Oh yeah, that's what you're saying before. I don't I don't know necessarily. Okay. Right. Cuz if if that's the case, you think they would have just moved it back right away and just said, "All right, that, we can true. move it." True. We don't care anymore. True. Now I don't know anymore. Yeah, um, now now is more iffy. I don't I'm like constantly searching Twitter for like anything Rutgers related, and there's just <laughs> dead right now. Like it's pretty wild. We know what's gonna happen. Five minutes after we end this pod, there's going to be news. Um, either it yeah, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl official Twitter account posting a screenshot of their their like bowl logo with Rutgers helmet on it. Mm-hmm. If they but, don't get the bowl bid, is this just like the worst are you screw of all time? <laughs> I'd argue. Would that, uh, I would. I would. I would say no, just because they had a shot to go bowling, you know, themselves. But the, you know what I mean? people are saying the team voted no. Like, I hmm. can't see the team voting no. no. I. I don't. I don't think so. Like these guys have been at Rutgers, some of them six or seven years now, never playing in a bowl game. Yeah, never sniffing one. one. They All their right. goal the last two seasons is basically primarily been let's make a bowl game they have this opportunity now like especially guys who don't have nfl aspirations or realistic nfl aspirations like these guys are playing like i guarantee they want to do this mm-hmm. it's the biggest game in Rutgers history and since twenty since six since i think would be the better probably since 2020 or 2012 the legal mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. legal wow. Rutgers for the, the opportunity to play in the, the orange bowl that is true. That's yep. probably yeah. That's probably it. the game yep. where we couldn't beat uh, Teddy Bridgewater with a broken wrist and a, a high ankle sprain. Is that when um, Coleman got hit on that really long touchdown, like to start the game? Um, long play. Sounds right. I don't remember that part. I remember. I, I, did, I just remember loss. Bridgewater having like one leg, and then the backup. I think his name was Will Stein. All he did was come in and run the ball, and Rutgers didn't figure that out. So yeah, no, I remember that because I remember people in the parking lot had like. Um, there was all kinds of crazy setups. There was like the orange bowl trophy, like a fake one with oranges on top. And then, the, yeah. and I, I walked past like, Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. And someone's like, yeah, look at this sugar bowl. And just put sugar in it. And I'm like, dude, what the hell is yeah. going on here? I, oh, that was the sugar bowl. You're right. Cause they pl- Louisville played Florida that year and actually beat them. Is that the good Florida team? That, that was a what, pretty not good the Florida, Florida team, yeah. team, but like one of the good ones. I think I want to say that was like Tebow's last Year. No, it wasn't Tebow's last time. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of, no, like, no, like, way a, off, like way a Raleigh off. Cooper yeah. team, maybe. So Rutgers yeah, was actually school. beating Louisville in that game 14 3 at halftime. Yes. yes. Wow. Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, I, I just remember Gary Nova throwing up a pick in the, in, in the, in the last few seconds. Mike Galissi. Remember him? 1100 yeah. yards. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of a year for him. Um, yep. Jordan Reed. Da, 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 da. Trey Burton. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting team. Sharif Floyd, Josh Evans, Matt Elam. Wow. Sharif Floyd. Um, yeah, we're getting a little off topic here. I, I think we have nothing else to talk about at this point. 
Who else has their finger an inch away from their computer ready to confirm a hotel on three different dates? Three? Dude, you need like six different dates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, like, it's getting nuts. Um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I, I'm looking. There's literally nothing. I'm, like, I'm like waiting for something to happen, like, mm-hmm. trying not to end this right now. If you guys haven't already, subscribe down below. We, we do plenty of videos, uh, press conferences. Uh, the TKR pod is on here quite a bit, opening uh, videos. We also have it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I don't know where else you can go for podcasts because if you're not going to one basically, of those. Yeah, what, basically what anywhere podcasts are available. Yeah, we're, we're on everything, but come on, like, let's be honest. Apple, like, Spotify. Is there another one that's really good, like? So TKR pod, Night Report pod, I don't know what it's labeled under. Um, Mike, you might know. It's the Night Report podcast. There you go. We're pretty good, I think. Okay, maybe average. I don't know anymore, to be honest. Um, go give us five stars anyway. Uh, what yeah, that really helps uh, get us, you know, more publicity. And we plan on having more guests next year. We had some pretty awesome guests this past year. We had Gio Rashidno. We had Dom Natale. We had Big Ev from Barstool. We had Alex Gleitman come on. We had... Uh, the guys from the front office come on like we've got some pretty awesome timely guests when we can get them so subscribe and, and follow along i don't think we'll have as high frequency of pods going into the off season uh probably when news is worthy of having a podcast we'll have a podcast but yeah who's the lineman that transferred the wake Forest from Rutgers? uh justin heron we're gonna have to find out his info He's in. He's in the end. Did, uh, did he transfer or did he decommit? I think he. Oh, because uh, he is actually like a starter on the Patriots. Yes, yeah. he star- He starts in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, he's that good. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he's very good. I actually pointed him out. I pointed him out to my wife watching watching the game the other day. I heard. I heard his name get mentioned. Because there's not another. Uh, Bryant Gross Armiento. Rutgers to Wake Forest transfer. Okay. He played uh, pretty good at Rutgers in his year, mm. half a year. But the but the one I was thinking of was was Heron. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just thinking of guys that like. I mean, we could try to get Heron. I just don't think that's conceivable <laughs> now that he played. Nah, probably himself, not. But yeah, um, we could try that. I know. Um, I've already talked to the Connor O'Neill who runs the Wake Forest Rival site. He's very open to joining our pod next week. Oh, perfect. Okay. okay. See what happens there. I don't. I don't really know. Um, I don't really know. Uh anyone else that would uh that we can get that kind of relates to both schools mm. Any Kevin Snyder? <laughs> let's see transfer know. portal predictions um it sounds like willie tyler is probably gonna go to smu he was gonna release the top school list it sounds like he's gonna just commit at this point um rhett lashley former smu oc texas native i believe i don't know maybe florida i forget he was a miami oc last year um he's probably gonna get willie tyler willie taylor willie tyler um who else who else is on the um i mean we've made i think we've made six offers so far miles frazier committed to lsu uh willie tyler's uncommitted troy reader linebacker committed to iowa state traymond shorts is his name yeah traymond shorts the eastern tennessee state guy is not going to go to Rutgers. No, he's got a lot of options there. We haven't offered a receiver yet, which I think is shocking, but we are following. Western Kentucky guy, but he hasn't. uh, 
He hasn't really like said much or he's being very quiet again. What was his name again? His name is Marshall something. I forget. Uh, I don't know if it was Marshall. I think it's Mitchell. Mitchell. That's what it was. Mitchell Mitchell. Tinsley is his name from Western Kentucky. We started following two new receivers last night or the last two days. Uh, Isaiah Nair from Wyoming and Jacob Cowing from UTEP. Both are like fantastic receivers. Like Cowing is, is the sixth ranked receiver on PFF out of like 850 qualifiers. Like he's got like a 90.3 score. He's already, he's literally been in the, the portal for a day and he's already got like 15 power five offers. Um, so I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news there. It doesn't sound too optimistic. Yeah. So Nair had like 12 of Wyoming's 15 receiving touchdowns this year. He had like, you led them in receiving receive receptions and receiving touchdowns as like a freshman. So he's not coming here probably. Um, unfortunately, Rutgers has to settle. Rutgers is going to have to target guys they have a really good relationship with already. Mm-hmm. Like I know people have mentioned like Matt Jones from Ohio State. Like that's the kind of guy that they're going to have to get. They have like a baked in relationship where like you have guys who not only helped recruit a guy to a school, but also you have a really good relationship with other people in their lives, like their high school coach or their family. Like See? Rutgers is not going to go and get a guy who like this guy Cowling. He went to high school in Arizona. He plays at UTEP. Like, Rutgers has no connection there. Like, what does Rutgers have to sell to this kid? They like, probably doesn't even know where Rutgers is. <laughs> There's like, so many kids I ask, like, about Rutgers. I'm like, oh, what do you know about the school? And he's like, uh, it's in the Northeast. I'm like, okay. I'm just going <laughs> to just scratch that one. We're not going to talk yeah. about that one. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. It is in the Northeast. That's a positive first step. Let's just, let's just move on. That kid's not coming in. It's... <laughs> Um, do you guys want to oh, talk about uh, why it's hard for Rutgers to convince players to transfer in? Um, end of the day, like it's there's still a narrative out there, regardless of a five win turnaround and three wins in the Big Ten last year. There's still a narrative out there that Rutgers struggles to produce, and I get it. Greg Shannon's proved it a little bit his first time around, and it's helping a little bit with recruiting. Um, but at the end of the day, they still haven't really produced much of anything. They didn't technically. They're going to slide into a bowl maybe this year. Um, if you would have had a bowl game this year, it would have helped a ton. Uh, transfer portal in general, guys are always trying to transfer up. We'll get FIU. We've talked about this on the pod multiple times. FIU's starting, what was it, Frazier? Left tackle? Left guard? Uh, tackle, I think it was a tackle. Yeah, if you, he's if a tackle. Play tackle for him, he, he went from FIU to LSU. Right. There are other <laughs> yeah. guys getting power five offers. Their wide receivers, I think, just committed to Arizona State. Mm-hmm. They have another, uh, Eastern Tennessee State has two offensive linemen that have joined the portal, or one was a linebacker, one was a lineman, I forget what it was exactly, yep. Yep. that are both landing multiple, multiple power five offers. It's just, like, it's incredible. And on top of it, Rutgers only has limited scholarships. They There is a reason they only took 18 kids in this high school class. It's not yep. like you can just go pick and choose and be like, I'm, and then the portal hasn't really helped Rutgers either, if you want to be honest. Mm-hmm. You find my Jay's a decent get, but he was kind of up and down. I guess he was dinged in training camp, so that's a little hard to build back from but then on top of that you have guys like patrice renee who was probably the second worst corner on the team this year um who else christian broswell got hurt um mm-hmm. david no nagugu was your Nugu. third string yeah. offensive lineman on the interior second string yeah. i guess i don't i can't even say second string because they moved Primin over instead of putting him out there they put iron brown over him they put troy rainey over him mm-hmm. so it, it's not like the portal has been too kind to Rutgers between yeah last year uh, last year was a little better when you guys you know you had michael drum for even even noah vedral 
Um, uh, uh Shank was obviously a huge one that's you no. Know, Probably the best transfer, I guess you could yeah. say right now. At least on it, it's just so tough. Like there, it's yeah. you got to build a more attractiveness to Rutgers, and it's going to take mm-hmm. time. This re, we knew this from day one. The rebuild is not going to be a yeah. one year thing. And also, let's not act like the transfer portal's all that. Yeah, Michigan State kind of built that narrative that it's the greatest thing ever. Like we got like twenty kids. Like this, you had Chiano coming in here after Chris Ash and Kyle Flood. You had Mel Tucker going in there after Mark D'Antoni. D'Antoni? D'Antonio? Antonio? Yeah. I forget. It, it always confuses me with the goddamn Nets coach, Suns coach, whatever he is now. I don't even know. <laughs> yep. um, but regardless, like that, it's not like they didn't have talent. Right. They recruit a guy yep. like Kenneth Walker, and it's like, all right, like, hey, look, we're going to get 10 wins easy, or nine wins, whatever the hell it was. Um, yep. And then you just have to have a confident quarterback and like a guy like Peyton Thornton. And it's like, all right, here we go. Like mm-hmm. This is kind of like easy. And it makes Mel Tucker look good, get some consideration for bigger jobs. Then you have Shiano who comes in, and it's like, here's um, three offensive line classes, and not one of them's like really even sniffed the two deep. Have fun. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, and I like, mean, there's a generation and, and winning of kids. cures everything. You know, winning cures everything. Well, it's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to be attractive when when you don't win in the first place. Yeah, this is a generation of kids. If you think of like a, a 19 or 20 year old who is transferring right now. The last time Rutgers had a winning season, this kid was in like fifth grade. Like these guys have only known Rutgers to be a laughing stock. Yeah. Like Rutgers is on its seventh or eighth straight losing season. Like, and it's not even like we're just, you know, finishing five and seven and, you know, barely missing a bowl. We're getting blown out like by 50 points multiple times a year. Like, I, yeah. And we, we're playing against really tough competition and guys want to go somewhere where they can play. They can make the NFL and they can win. We can only walk for one of those things right now because even if you look at like a Michigan State, they're still putting guys in the NFL. They're still putting first rounders out there. They had, you know, even if a guy like Darquez Denard didn't work out, he was still a first round pick. Jack Conklin was a first round pick. Like they went to a Rose Bowl. They went to this college football playoff. Like that was all within the last like five, six years. Like they have had a history of success there that they can easily point to and they say, yeah, we had the COVID year last year. You know, we, we weren't even expecting to play. And then within two weeks, we had to play, right. you know, a whole season of Big Ten football. Like, everybody could have said that. That's, that's what makes back. this recruiting class so much more impressive. You just landed the number one kid in New Jersey, the number three kid in New Jersey, the number – where am I looking? 11 kid in New Jersey, number 14. We, what's <clears> going on? You landed the number one New York kid, the number one Kentucky kid. <laughs> you landed seven four-stars if you count Wimstat. Seven. And it would have been a top 25 class. The fact that Graciano could pull a top 25 class into Rutgers after all the bad narratives about them, and it's just to be able to sell the program in general and sell his vision, it's just, it's kind of almost incredible. Agreed. I don't know. I could keep ranting all day about this. this is fun. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it is hard. The portal's not the answer. I'll tell you right now. It's just not a good thing. Like, maybe, yeah, for like, an experienced linebacker just to like help out some of the young bucks that are there between uh, Tyreen Powell, who I think is going to be phenomenal. Um, Tyree Banton, another kid who's going to be really good. Moses Walker like is coming in, and I, I expect him to play year one. Um, it's it's just adding a veteran presence there. Cornerback, you're probably pretty good. Safety, you have plenty of safeties. I actually think that Avery Young and Izzy are going to get pushed for playing time between behind uh, with Igbenosin Igben right behind him. Maybe Elijah Clark moves back to safety, too, and kind of pushes there, too. Um, I think that's the future duo back there in Igbenosin and Clark. 
and I think they're going to be phenomenal. Uh, who else? Are we, what else are they recruiting? Offensive line. I guess you, it's kind of just a shuffle at this point. We know O'Neal's kind of the mainstay there. We know Pierce isn't going anywhere. Zawinski mm-hmm. seems like the future starter at center for the next three years because uh, I think he played more than four games. Not sure, actually. Uh, no, I think uh, you know what? I, I yeah, it was three teams. or five. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. So you have three solidified starters on the O line. So all you really need is left tackle or right guard at this point. Mm-hmm. Figure that out, and then uh, if you get a good left tackle to protect Winsat, like right, it's, it'd be a decent year. But then again, the schedule gets a lot tougher. Well, you're playing a, lot a very schedule. good Nebraska team. You're playing a very good Boston College team, on top of already playing the Big Ten East schedule, which is downright just not like fun to watch at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another Big Ten West team. Don't they play Iowa? Uh, Minnesota, Iowa, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, they definitely play Iowa. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the schedule gets a lot tougher compared to this year. I I don't know what that question is. I have no idea. Can't be. He's under the volcano. Damn, I can't <laughs> no be under a volcano. Um, let's see. Sorry if this answered already, but any clarity in today's decision? Blah blah blah. blah. No, no takes exactly. Blah, 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 blah. Um. Yeah, I guess that's that's really it. I know it's I know it's gonna fucking happen. We're ending this, and it's just gonna be boom news. We're gonna be like, fuck, start it up again. Like, then we're on like a three hour rant at some point. Yeah. So if something does break, I'll record an addendum, just saying what happened. But there you go. That works. I think I think everybody at this, this point this is this gonna be a long audio file to download. <laughs> no, this is just. You know, we're up in the air with you guys right now. We, we know just about as much as you guys do. So stay tuned to the board. Stay tuned to, to Twitter. Stay tuned to your podcast feed. This will be coming up. If you missed it, obviously you're not hearing this right now, but uh, as of 1.40 Eastern, uh, no news as to whether Rutgers is formally accepting or has been formally invited to the uh, Gator Bowl, but it seems like they are first in line if they can get through the hurdles that are out there, which are unknown. So there's a lot of unknowns right now. That's what we're saying. Ninety-seven down, or, or wait, ninety-seven dollar round trip, Guardia to Jacksonville. Hear me out. What day? Uh the the day before. What is it? The thirtieth. I can't even think. Oh, that's not bad. That's it's really not bad. Good. It's 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 uh, was it American Airlines that logo? I think it's American Airlines. Mm-hmm. It's like the little triangle. I don't know. Cool. All right. Happy uh, holidays, Chris, everybody. Merry closing Christmas. thoughts. You got anything? <laughs> nope. Merry Christmas. Happy yeah, oh, there you go. See, Merry Christmas. There you go. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever, uh, whatever you celebrate, enjoy yeah. it. Um, Happy New Year. Maybe I don't know. True. Maybe Happy it's New Year. Sad New Year. Yeah. I don't. I don't true. know. True. I mean, I think I think that's relevant. Rutgers playing possibly playing on New Year's Eve. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, it's true. I mean, all right. I'm gonna go watch the Gasparilla Bowl. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.